I'm Mel Stewart, and this is the Swim Swam Podcast, coming to you from our friends at Speedo, our good friends. Today, we have a special guest, a unique guest. I think you're going to enjoy this. We're talking to a filmmaker with a deep resume, who's also the founder and executive director of the nonprofit No More Under. Today, we have Shizik Sonoda. Well done, Mel. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate being here. unique guest i have to provide some background i have to get i have to dig into your resume a little bit so our listeners really get this um shay is a director producer who has worked has worked has spanned television film and advertising she earned her chops in production at mtv news and docs and that carried her knowledge into developing a docu docu series for vh1 shay tackles everyday themes such as race grief marriage and death through her unique lens giving her viewers a rare point of view She's produced, directed, and started in her first feature documentary, Drowning in Silence, about the grief she faced after the death of her son, Yuri. That is, uh, that that really opens up the conversation. And it's um, it, it, it's a big reason why we're here. But b- before we, we start that conversation, I, I do want our listeners to know that they should press pause unless they're driving. They should go to, um, they should go to your, your 5013C. Let's, let's, let's take a step over there. Go to nomoreunder.org and, and uh, check out the website, look at the mission statement, and, uh, and come back to it. We're also going to put that in the show notes. You, you, I can't imagine be, being in your, in your, in your position, in your, in your shoes, and, and experiencing a life moment like you have. And uh, you, you've clearly come out of it and, and clearly gotten to a place where you're like, I'm going to use my art. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna tell this story, and I hope it helps somebody. Can you can you take me back to to where you were and in, in this experience and um and and how you move through it? Sure. So I think I want to take you back even one baby step before, and I had um, stepped away from my career to have children. I love babies and loved. Uh, being pregnant and all that good stuff. So I had four boys in about five and a half years. Um, so had my hands full and juggling, um, totally, uh, one of those moms that had my kids in a bunch of things, including swim lessons. Um, and Yori was, uh, my third. And so he was just entering into, he had, he was three years old, um, that March. And we had just started swim lessons, you know, back then it was, depending on when he starts swim lessons. And literally it was, you know, that summer prior to this accident, to him drowning, he did not want to get in the pool. He screamed. It was embarrassing. I was like, oh my gosh, teacher Susie, we will figure this out and try again. So in between that time, we were kind of taking him individually into the pool, getting him just, you know, um, comfortable with the water. So that next lesson, we were good, good to go. And, and not that crazy screaming. I can't do this. Um, we were at a friend's house, kids were running around, there were parents in the pool. Um, and Yori was face down, you know, at some point I, 
would prefer not to get into, you know, each and every detail, but ultimately um, it was beyond life-changing. I feel like um, the flashbacks, even just to that moment are, are intense. Um, and then really tried to fight afterwards to, is there any way to keep him here? Um, gratefully, my brother is a doctor and talked to me about, you know, the quality of life that he might have if he were to survive. Um, and so about two weeks after the accident, he was officially pronounced brain dead. We gave, you know, his organs, um, to those in need. And it took me about a year, Mel. I knew something, um, but it was literally just, okay, get my kids up, get my kids to school. Let's try and do life. Like what is life, you know, without this child. Um, and so a year after, um, his death, I started a nonprofit called no more under and simultaneously I call them thunderbolts. I got this thunderbolt very soon after he passed away, make a film. And I remember even wanting, uh, I went to go visit the first responders just to say, thank you. Um, and I wanted to film that right away. I was kind of just like, oh my gosh, I'm supposed to capture these moments. Um, and really originally thought that the film was going to be, this is what we need to do to change water safety and bring this to the forefront. And it truly ended up being a healing process for me, this film, um, talking and connecting with other parents that had lost children in a similar way and or had lost them in a different way um, because they're in a vegetative state and have survived drowning. Um, and also just talking to thought leaders on what we do need to do to make a change in in our, you know, just thought process around what it means to swim safe, getting people swimming, et cetera. So yeah, this is where we are now. And and the film has and continues to be just this every time I talk about it, it's it's a healing moment and also like a beautiful memory of my son, you know? So yeah. I, 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 you, you allowed me to see the trailer and, uh, it, it hits you in the chest. It's, um, but, but I, I do love about your story that you went back to your artwork and, uh, you're, you're like, I'm going to tell this story and that takes a, you know, there's power and vulnerability and healing. It's, uh, but just listening to you, I, I, and I, what really, what sticks out is like, well, you, you have, you have kids, you have other kids you have to raise. So you're, you're, you're having to go through this, uh, you have to go through this grief process, but you gotta be a mom hardest job in the world. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here if it weren't for my kids. Like, and, and that's a lot to say maybe, but I just understand myself and my mental history. Um, if it were just Yori and he were gone, like there are still days that it just, it's, it's a gut punch. It's more, it's like a heart rip out a gut punch doesn't even get to it, you know? And so if my other children were not here and I did not need to get a one-year-old out of the crib every single day and feed him, I would have been in the middle of my floor in the dark period. Yeah. That's Drowning is uh, in, in our space in the competitive swimming space. It's it's top of mind. But I don't I don't know if you if you if you have a lot of peers. We both know Colin Jones. He's he's a buddy. But there's you know among our peers of elites. You know if if you go to a pool, um, it's interesting how athletes with Olympic medals treat water with respect, and uh, they don't swim alone. 
Um, my wife found it interesting. She's cause she's a non-competitive athlete. She wasn't a part of our culture. And she's like, you don't, you don't swim if, unless someone's watching you. I go, no, no, this is a, it's, it's, it's something that, that is so much enjoyment in our life and it's, and it's a source of peace and relaxation and exercise fun, but it can be, it can turn dangerous in, in a heartbeat for anyone. And, uh, and I've, I've also been in that situation where there's, you know, where my own kids been around and I've, I've seen them when they were young and I've seen them slip off the side and flail and, and it's, uh, you know, this is challenging and it's, and it's difficult. We know, or we know from the stats, every, a lot of people know the stats in our space. One, you know, kids between the ages of one and four, it's a leading cause of death. And I think in terms of you, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but 14 to 19, it's the second leading cause of death for teenagers. Yeah. yeah. And in general, you can just say one to 14, it's the second leading cause of unintentional death. Ooh. Yeah. And I think that that's the thing for me, right. Is something that you just said that resonates. It's, there's a respect for water that you all have, you know, because you are so, um, I don't know what the word is. You're it's part of you almost. And you have that respect. And I just, uh, part of the reason why I founded this organization is I want everyone to have that respect. I, I think, um, it, I went in initially saying, Oh my gosh, don't drown. It's so dangerous. Water, water. And then I took a step back and and actually our program director is um, a former Auburn swimmer, world swimmer. And it, it kind of shifted my perspective of, you know what, water is, in, it's incredible. It's beautiful. It's exercise. It's fun. And we need to shift our thinking to, yes, it's, there's so much beauty in it, but just be aware of the risks. And because of your competitiveness and because you all are in there constantly um, and have maybe even had moments, you you feel that, whereas the average person does not. It's also drilled into our heads. Great, great, great programs. They they, they do that. They, they really do. But before we get too, too far into this, I, I do want everyone to know, Drowning in Silence, if you didn't say, and you, maybe you should have taken that moment just to chew up the screen and say it. That's a big deal. You just you shared with me right before we started. Drowning in Silence is going to be released May 12th on Apple and Amazon. And it's, uh, I've seen the trailer, guys. You got to check this out. Mark your calendar, set the alert. May 12th, Apple and Amazon. Mother investigates the silent epidemic of childhood drowning. After losing her son, she documents her transformative journey of grief. You know, you, it, it looks like from your resume, you know, you're, you're on the other side of the lens. You're really, you're, you're, you're a journalist, you're, you're, you're telling stories and, and, and this you're, you're writing both sides. And, uh, you know, I, I'm curious what that process would be like, because it, it's, it, that's, if you're doing something creative, that's already a challenge, but with this subject matter, it seems like it would be even more so. It was very interesting and it continues to be interesting for me. Um, compartmentalizing in those moments, in this moment, I'm compartmentalizing. I'm talking about my child that is no longer here with a straight face and occasional smile. Right. Um, so there are these moments that, um, I kind of get knocked off honestly, and, and I do tear up and, and I have those moments, hopefully off camera, you know, but occasionally and in, in, in this film in particular, I really just, um, was able to let it flow, um, in a way, because I think it's important 
for people to really understand. Um, and it's hard, you know, how people say, oh, I, I get it. I understand. And I'm like, but you don't, you can try, but you don't. And I don't ever want anyone to feel this. And so I'm, my hope is that after watching this, um, uh, there's a perspective shift. That's all. And I always consider I've changed my eating 10 times. I'm on keto now because of something I watched on Netflix, you know? And so that's my hope, but really, you know, my process was, I was pushed. I was, you know, I, while I directed the film, um, I had really a really amazing team that really encouraged me to allow myself, um, honesty. And there's definitely some of those way back in the day. Remember, like, I can't think of the name of the show, but you know, where you have these cameras that are just you, it's like a confessional. There's definitely confessional moments in the film where I'm, uh, I'm actually talking to friends and we use that footage, um, for the film. Just, there's so many people that want to know what's going on when your child is in the hospital. And so I was using an app and we ended up incorporating some of that into the film as well, but it really is that I'm truly passionate about this and truly want to make a difference. Um, and again, on the other side, every now and then we let ourselves just be when people say, Hey, how's it going, Mel? You say, Hey, I'm great. Even though you got 10 things that are on your mind. Um, I was able, you know, thankfully to just really say, this is what's on my mind. Um, and this is how it feels. Um, and again, talking to other parents that have shared the experience was also helpful in guiding that. I think that type of narrative, that type of media right now, that authenticity really lands and particularly after the, you know, coming out of a pandemic, a global pandemic, everyone is, they're, they're ready to get real. That uh, it's, you know, it's, that's the film and it's, uh, and we're going to, we're going to talk a little bit more about that as, as we, as we move through this conversation, but tell me about, about your, about your nonprofit, because uh, a nonprofit is, you know, the film is one thing that's, that's a, that's a piece of the narrative. You captured it. It's, it's, it's an emotional anchor. But a nonprofit is 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 work. It's a mission. It never stops. Um, you know what? What is your mission? Because missions are a little bit different in the drown in the in 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 the learn to swim space. Uh, everybody comes at this from from a different point of view. What, what's your mission? So our mission really is to educate. We want to educate, and we also really strive to have. Um, equity in aquatics, right? We really want everyone to be able to have access to this. So through education, through swim lessons, through tools, we want to make sure that we enter the water uh, on an even playing ground, right? Well, and like I said, I, when I originally started this, I was like, I just want to tell everybody about drowning. And now I realize that um, prevention is really the key, right. To, to drowning. And so if we get people educated, um, and talk about the positives as well as the, the risks, that's the best, um, that's the best way to go. Uh, no more under is, is a, is a black lead 503, 501 3C. And it's, uh, and you, you said that, you know, everyone should have equity in terms of their, their access to, education and pools and lessons and that doesn't exist. 
We're working on it. And I have to say that there are some other organizations around the country that are doing similar things. Um, we really um, want to get the children, you know, black and brown children drown five times, three to five times more than their white counterparts. American Indian is even beyond that. I think it's eight times. Um, And so we really want to get that community comfortable with water. Um, And also there's a statistic around just lower income, right? So right now we've been working with lower income housing. We've been working with um, families that foster children that may not have the ability. And we find pool spaces close to them. And we say, hi, pool spaces. Do you have any time at all? Uh, We've even, we did a collaboration with a group called Tank Proof. And they came in from Houston or Texas. I can't say Houston for sure, but they came in from Texas because we needed instructors. Like we had a pool space, we needed instructors. So we really just want to create the space and, and find ways again to reach one, teach one. It's uh it is. There are a lot of organizations going out, going you know, that, that are that are moving on this on this issue, and uh, and it feels like it's uh, it, it feels like access to water and access to lessons is uh, it's it's always this hurdle, and and we're just it, it, it and we're just it feels like a very big challenge. That's that's that's. Did you when before you before you launched your your five hundred one three C? Did you did you dive into the numbers and feel like this is daunting and and what am I doing, and do I really want to do this? So when I dove in initially, I and still it's way back here because I understand the work that it's going to take to get there. But when I this even first came up, I'm like swimming in schools right? Like why is this not a part of our physical education or after school programming? Like every child should have that access to be able to say, yes, I learned how to this life-saving skill in school. Right. Um, and man, one talk with that, the head of physical education and one talk with, you know, anyone from the school board that is not happening. Right. And so, it's shocking, but there's a lot. There's um, the transportation to schools. Um, so that also, um, what is it called, Mel, when liability, everyone's worried about the liability. So there's the transportation, there's liability in that. Then you put them in a pool, there's some liability in that. Um, and it just, Uh, When I was making my film, actually, I went, there's a Rose Bowl Aquatic Center in Pasadena. Every single third grader goes through swim programs and then they revisit it in seventh grade. Every single third grader in every single, you know, school in that, in that city. And I'm like, if they can do it for 30 years, why can we not, why can we not do this in other places? And so I just knew when I was shooting, you know, at, at the Rose Bowl, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm taking this home. We're totally doing it. And no, thank you. It's money. It's money. It's money. It's liability. And it's people are just, especially with the pandemic, it is hard to get through your regular every day. And I want people to add something on top of that. So right now, um, I guess I'll take a step back. That was the initial, Hey, and it's still going to be my mic drop moment. It might take some, some years, but that's going to be my mic drop moment. Um, but I didn't realize just, just quite 
how impactful it would be talking to some of these parents that are like, you know what? I have three kids and I couldn't pay for all three of my children to do this. And I, I didn't feel comfortable just sending one and I work and I can't just bring one. I have to bring them all at the same time. Like little things like that too. Hey, no one in my family has ever been in a pool and ever felt comfortable. This is your break. We're breaking generational cycles here with getting children in the water, which seems it's just, I don't know. To me, it, it just seems like something that we should all get behind, be behind, especially understanding how much, um, how much swimming has, has impacted, you know, I I think of your competitive, all the competitive folks here, like it's life-changing getting into water. It's freedom. It's, it's all of that. So it should be a right. It should be a right and not a privilege. That's right. That is exactly it. And for a lot of, uh, institutional reasons that are racist, it's, it's, uh, I I think we were moving in that direction back when we had public a lot of public facilities and, and all throughout the country and that were when they had to be racially integrated, a lot of, a lot of communities all over the country filled them in and just made them parks. You're like, if, if we have to share this, we're just going to fill it in. And then uh, they had white flight to places where they could pay for it. Country clubs and uh-huh. backyard pools, backyard pools. And that's um, a lot of people don't know that history. People who are, who've had swimming a part of their entire life and history don't, know that piece it, it of is, our history it is in the film so yes get a little lesson there well i'm sure it's impactful and it's uh, it's something that that people need to carry with them and be and be aware of this is something you have to you have to be able to carry and and and, and arrive at the conversation where we say hey this is a right not a privilege but it's uh we've lost our we've lost our willpower it's um i'm excited for your film and it's uh, in terms of in terms of distribution, you know, you said Apple, Amazon, which is fantastic. It's um, is this is this is, will it ultimately be living on uh, on your on your website? I will see, you know, with the whole distribution thing, you have a couple of years and we'll figure it out. But the other thing that we are attempting to do is um, screenings. And so I would say if anyone that does hear this has an interest in doing a community screening, um, we do have a website, drowninginsilence.com, and there's a form there that you can fill out and you can host a community screening. I do believe, while I know we're mostly competitive swimmers here, any lifeguard, any person that's considering being a lifeguard, it, this is, I, I of course, I want to say because it's my film required watch, but it just really gives you the the gravity of how important being a lifeguard is, how important being, you know, we're ambassadors of the water, you know, is is really what we are and and just being able to speak to it in a way and invite people in, you know, and be welcoming to those that might not have had the opportunity before. In, in terms of where you are now in, in your life, because where we there's been some there's some time has passed. Uh, the film is made. Distribution is 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 we you know we're about to debut. It's um where where are you at personally? You know how how do you, 
how do you feel does does the grief when does the grief end um oh, yeah i don't know if the grief ever ends I just think um, there was one thing that I like to, uh, you know, everybody sends their things. There's a wave one about how the waves of grief wash over you. But the one I really liked was it's like a weight, right? When someone passes away, there is a weight that is put on you. Um, and as you walk, you get stronger, just like when you lift weights, you know, on a daily basis or weekly basis, you get stronger. And I just have a little more strength to carry the grief. And March 25th, Yori's birthday. Don't talk to me two weeks before. Don't talk to me two weeks after, you know, um, the whole month of August is pretty wiped for me. Um, I don't, I get one of my kids is August 1st. And, uh, Yori's accident happened on August 18th. And so I get through that birthday on August 1st and I just pretty much shut down. It's, um, I'm working to get better, but I've also am working to give myself grace just because there is so much in the nonprofit world that it's just nonstop. And there's other things that I want to do in life. And I love making films now, like we're working in legislation to get education, at least, um, a part of it doesn't have to be swimming in the water, but can we get education, um, in, in health class, you know, even about water safety. So this doesn't, this work doesn't stop. Um, but giving myself a little bit of grace during those moments, I have an email, a schedule, send email already ready for me next year, because it's frustrating every year, but I also recognize it's important to leave space. And really this kid is, he's given me purpose. You know, he's really given me a new purpose and a new lot on life because we're not promised tomorrow. Right. So I wrote this question down. I didn't know if I should ask it. I, and I'm, but I've been talking to you. I feel like anyone could sit down and talk to you and, uh, and, 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 and feel this journey. So I, I'm, your film makes sense. And, uh, if, if, if it's as impactful as this conversation's been, then, um, I know that I'm going to be watching. What, so let's, let's talk future. Let's, you know, what, what's, what, what, what do you see in 2023 and beyond for, for your nonprofit? Love it. Um, so, as far as No More Under goes, we already have, I'm pretty sure six of our programs like slated um, for this year and we're working on more. The goal is to expand a bit. So we are working on expansion. Um, we have a couple partners that we're working with, which I just always think that that's huge. Even Speedo, just the support that they're giving us is huge. Um, so yeah, we're working on more programs. We have some life jacket loaner stations that we have slotted up around this local area. Um, and we're also touching in legislation. Um, I, I can't say too much right now, but it is, it has been amazing and overwhelming. Um, the support that we're getting for it's baby steps, right? The politics, I don't really fully get, but I'm faking it till I make it. And we are working on a bill right now that will again, um, help support and encourage educators, anyone that touches a child's life to talk about the joys and the risks of swimming. 
Um, so yeah, I think that's definitely future. We also, for the film, we have a congressional screening coming up that we're planning on doing just so that we can hopefully influence and, and just let, just need to get it out there. Right. And, and let me just say this last thing, though you might have more questions, but the tough thing about the drowning piece is it happens and you tuck away. It's embarrassing. Mel, I was, I was right there. When my kid was in that pool, I was right there. It's, 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 it's shameful. And so unless there are news cameras there, which happens sometimes on the lake, um, it's not something we talk about. And so I want this to be something that we're able to talk about um, openly, um, hear that this is a preventable, it's a preventable death. We're not waiting for a doctor to find a cure. This is something that just through communication, through awareness, and through getting kids in the water, swimming safely and understanding how to float on their back, understanding how to get to the side of the water and understanding not to swim alone. I'm not suggesting that we can ever wipe it off, you know, the face of the planet, but we can definitely do a way better job than we're doing now. No more under.org. That is the website. Go there. Dive in. Where is I need to, I need to find the donate link. You need, I love it. Please. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna do, you can send it to me. We're gonna put that in the show notes. Drowning and silent. It comes out May 12th. Apple and Amazon. Um I'm I, I am looking forward to 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 this documentary. And uh, and I hope that everybody listening will take some time and they'll and they'll they'll watch as well. And, and share it with their friends because what we know we have friends and we're like, you know what? They need to see this. Do you have any closing thoughts? Um, I just, I think my closing thoughts are just of gratitude. Like I really appreciate uh, this opportunity to speak with you and your platform. Um, I hope everyone knows that like, while I do talk about drowning, like, um, and especially because of our program director who is all about swimming and, and again, the former world swimmer, like I just have, I'm in awe of what this community does and how impactful and gosh, the training, all of that. It's amazing. And, and I just, um, I I'm grateful to be a part of it in a, in a way and hope that I can make a positive impact here. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.